Hello, and welcome to Stardust Records, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Linz, and I'm here with my co-host, Savi. It's been a hot minute, but we're back to talk about the recently released final trailer for The Bad Batch Season 3, which will air on February 21st. The trailer is an action-packed two minutes and two seconds, featuring plenty of favorites, some more surprising than others to see. So we're going to break it down a bit and give you all our thoughts on this last peek into the season before it airs. I have, I have a thought, a first thought, that just popped into my brain as I was watching this trailer again, just before we recorded. And I just want to say the style of animation looks better and better with each season. I, some of these shots I had to like, cause I was pausing to like kind of fully marinate in this trailer. And I was like, these look like, I mean, obviously they are painting. People are actually, you know, artists are actually creating this and they're amazing. Just the first shot of the bridge being attacked and basic i say basic but it's just like a rocky terrain and i'm like i should just like screenshot this and put this as my background it looks so good and i'm so excited to see all of it yeah it's crazy to think how the animation style has changed since season one of the clone wars it's taking a really big jump and i i really enjoy this animation style i hope this isn't like the last of it that we see i hope that we see more animated shows well i know that Tales of the Jedi is coming out, so it definitely won't be the last, but it is really impressive. I feel like I've never seen an an animated show with this style done so well. I remember last season, the episode with Crosshair in the snow, just being so impressed by the flurries and like how the environment had looked and even Pabu just with the color in the ocean it w- it's just really really impressive and you can tell that they put a lot of heart and soul into this animated style so yeah no definitely i agree yeah it it definitely contributes to the storytelling so well it it just you feel so immersed i love it and then just kind of the first couple well just actually through this whole trailer i was getting suspicious I think we might be getting some flashbacks. What do you think? I actually thought of this today because of the tweet that was it Jennifer that said it, it was one of the writers or something. And I'm not going to miss, I don't want to misquote anybody, but they said the first episode was cute. Cute? So, yeah. So in my brain, I automatically was like, oh, it's going to be them as kids. Oh, see. So, yeah. I, okay. Well, why, why do you think? Well, there was a shot where I think Wrecker didn't have his scar and Hunter looked a little bit more like Hunter from the Clone Wars. I did notice that he didn't have like the 99 bandana, though that could be in the future. I don't know. So I'm wondering if we're going to get, like you said, there's an episode that's cute. So maybe a kid episode. And then maybe some of their first missions or missions throughout the Clone Wars. Well, now that you're saying this, my brain is brewing because if I'd say this, it's going to jump pretty far into the trailer. That's okay. But, okay. But we're getting Asajj back. and But they said that it was going to remain true to Dark Disciple. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> I think I think as much as I want her to like have survived... That's that would be so wonderful. I feel like to temper our, our expectations, I feel like she, like you said, 
we might get her in a flashback mm -hmm. because her look correlates to her look in the end of the Clone Wars. So this could be a meeting with her before she even meets up with Quinlan because she does. If, if no, if our audience hasn't read Dark Disciple yet, we highly recommend it. I'm pretty sure we've recommended it on some of our previous yes. episodes, but you definitely should read it. It's so worth it. And especially in preparation for Bad Batch season three. Yeah, it's it's definitely a really rich story. And it was supposed to be a Clone Wars arc, but it never was. But I'm actually looking through the screenshots that I took the day that the episode dropped. And not only are we getting Asajj, but we're getting Fennec and we're getting Cad Bane. So Fennec is coming. So they're both coming back. They were both in the previous season. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder what's going on. <laughs> I know. I know. So we're getting the band I, back together. I'm like, is this? Because then it's like, oh, are, is this before? I mean, I think Fennec would be like a current timeline, not, not a flashback. There's also Rex. And I noticed that his armor was different yeah i that's what first tipped me off because it's like one of the first scenes in the trailer with rex mm -hmm. i think is if we're talking about the same thing yeah yeah he's still in his phase two helmet and uh and hunter doesn't have the that bandana you're talking about i'm looking at the clip with asajj again at least i think that they're talking to asajj because the lighting is very similar where Hunter says we're not big on following orders to like his right is definitely Crosshair's rifle over oh. his shoulder. Oh. Yeah, and they're on some sort of beach planet. A lot of people were suspecting that they're going to go back to Pabu. Oh. But it, it looks like in the back of those scenes, there's definitely a like, there's really big rocks, and then there's a beach. And it's it like, doesn't quite match up with where Asajj is. Unless they're facing, like, a cave or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I, I don't know. They're Kinda. always trying to trick us. To I know. <laughs> I don't trust the people who do the, the, the trailers for these shows. They're always uh, leading us astray, which is a good thing. We kind of go yeah. blind. Yeah, I don't want to be completely spoiled. Like, I, I want to speculate, but I don't care if I'm wrong. I'm glad to be pleasantly surprised. But yeah. it is fun to speculate. Well, that's what predictions are for, to predict and to be wrong or to be right and to get excited exactly. about both. So, And yeah. can I just say Asajj looks incredible? I'm just staring at the screenshot of her with her hair, like, slightly over her face, just, like, a little bit. With her little, like, her look, her lightsaber. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to see this version of Asajj realized out of the pages of that book of Dark Disciple. Like, I knew that just, like, reading about it and then seeing, like, the cover art and the unfinished version of that Clone Wars arc, episode arc, I was like, oh, I just want to see her in her glory. And it's going to be so awesome to see her in this like level of animation like how far it's come since even that last season of the clone wars that was before the final final season of the clone wars yeah she looks amazing 
And I'm just staring at her with stars in my eyes like, oh, my gosh, we finally get her back in some way, shape or form. If she's not alive anymore, then it'll be okay. It'll be all right. I'm just happy to see her. Well, when I was watching the trailer, when it had come out, it, it like didn't dawn like I had forgotten that she was dead. But then I remembered and then I was like, wait. It it was like the kombucha reaction. We were like, Whoa. <laughs> and I don't, I like, I mean, if they could bring Maul back from the dead, then they can bring Asajj. Well, also, wasn't there like the weird freaky night sister resurrection thing with Savage? Yeah. It, like, and they put People, him in the same water or something? I know. So that's what I was thinking. I, I was like, I feel like people sometimes forget that Asajj is a night sister and like they they're like necromancers or whatever it is basically like they use magic to resurrect people a lot like we saw that with Maul Marin and JFO like granted they were still like zombified but I don't think being buried underground is going to stop a night sister from coming back from the dead but well also like they didn't even like bury her like Quinlan and Obi-Wan, they put her in the waters of that, like, of, like, the Night Sister Temple. Like, they put her in, like, the glowy green waters. Like, they dropped her body in there, and they're like, okay, we did what we ha- we could. Like, well, that's our burial. And they left. What's also so interesting is that this is the second show in the past few months that has, like, alluded to Night Sister stuff. And we got new lore and Ahsoka and then now we're getting Asajj which is you know basically like she's a ninth sister she's from Dathomir so I don't know I'm like what is the fascination (laughs) with with Dathomir and these ninth sisters but I don't know that's beside the point we're talking about the bad batch here not just about Asajj my favorite relationship in the bad batch like I love all of them but I love Wrecker and Hunter and and it seems like we get a lot of them because Crosshair's not there. Tech is dead. Rip. Omega is captured. Yeah, and then Ego's not with them anymore, right? Yeah. So it's just the two of them. Just the two of us. <laughs> but yeah, just the two of them. So we'll see a lot of eldest and youngest brother bonding. I'm excited because I really want to see more like character development for Wrecker how do you mean I mean I want to well like I don't know I think with the smaller cast there'll be more focus on Hunter and Wrecker at least that's just my assumption so I feel like if we get more of them individually or together whatever there'll be more time for like getting to know Wrecker as a character more I feel like last season and Unless I'm crazy and I've just forgotten. I feel like last season he didn't really like, I don't know. There wasn't a, a, a focus on him like there was the other characters. Not to say that that's a bad thing. I just, this is an opportunity to see more of him and his character. Yeah, I think every season there is opportunity to grow for all of the characters and go through character development. What I'm really excited for, I am so sad that like Omega was captured, but We've only seen the boys without Omega for like three episodes if we're counting the Clone Wars. So I don't know. I'm just excited to see like what they 
their rapport is like kind of one-on-one -on -one and on their own. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Omega has helped them grow in ways they wouldn't have been able to just on their own. It'll be interesting to see Hunter not in a leader or like fatherly role just to see who he is outside of that because I feel like personally he you know identifies a lot with both of those roles now or like both of them simultaneously or like what I'm trying to say is that he'll like see it as one thing mm -hmm. but yeah it'll be interesting to see what he's like as a character without those titles kind of hanging over his head yeah and I think often about the episodes with Pabu, like anytime I think about Hunter, I think about how willing he was to stay on Pabu and give Omega that life. So I wonder if he'll like be reflecting, I guess, about what they could have had and like if they could have stayed or, you know, would they have lost tech or I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. And and to build on that point, because you're making me think about it too, I think that this will also give him an opportunity to maybe realize what he wants. Because there was a there was talk of that, kind of alluding to that in the last season of like what their life after all this, you know, what they want to do. Like, do they want to fight the empire? Do they want to settle down? Like you were saying, of course, there's going to be the urgency to find Omega and like save her. But I think the distance from her, as you were saying, would cause some reflection. And so maybe he'll think about like, you know, he's been thinking about what Omega wants, but then maybe he can think about what he wants too. you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's just like he wants the same thing or whatever. But yeah, he's definitely he's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite? I, I really, really loved tech. Yeah. <laughs> so weird saying like loved liked i mean i still love him but like <laughs> oh my gosh do you think, I think that i guess like do you think that he's alive i'm holding out hope not, not in like a delusional way but in a like if he does survive i wouldn't be like this is the most surprising shocking thing that's ever happened mm -hmm. and i'll be happy about it but i'm not gonna like i'm not holding my breath i do think that his death was impactful and meaningful i don't think it was just tasteless yeah. So if he remains dead, sadly, I I will be able to be okay with it. But that makes me think. Uh, I don't know why it makes me think, but you know, Crosshair. I really am excited to see what his path to redemption is going to be like. I believe he will be redeemed in some way. And let's just cross our fingers right now that they don't do the old redeem and kill. Mm. thing that yeah, they, they love that trope they like to do <laughs> so let's hope he gets redeemed and he remains with his family and lives happily ever after i i think that he's i think that that was always going to be the idea i mean ever since we did get that episode where he did the mission alone with in the snow i really thought that and i I really feel so strongly for his arc it's so beautifully written and i think that it will continue to be in this next season but i i don't sympathize I, I don't know how to say it but i love imperial defectors like i i i really have so much hope for them because that's i guess for his like perspective 
he was kind of forced. Like, he had the chip. So, in a way, he was forced, right? Like, mm-hmm. this wasn't his personal decision. And I think that the the rest of the team knows and knew that, which is what's ultimately, like, making it a lot harder, I think, to handle it. But what I like about going back, and I'm changing the subject, but <laughs> going back, like, you had said something about Tech's death being impactful and and I agree like I I think tech is dead and I am I'm not holding out hope but it would be a pleasant surprise if he were alive and it makes me nervous because I feel like that I don't know like him being used like his Mm -hmm. brain being used for like the empire whatever just the idea makes me really sad but you know his death scene was his choice and I think that as sad as it was for him to be able to sacrifice himself was, I don't know, like 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 you said, impactful. And I, I'll never forget the scene where Omega wakes up and Hunter has to tell her that Tech is dead and how Hunter reacted. How calm that he was, I remember. Like he was somber and he was sad that Tech was dead, but I remember him saying something like, like he knew that he had to make that decision or like we knew that we would all eventually have to make that decision and it was just him I guess who had gotten to it first I don't remember exactly what he said but that part was always impactful to me because that just kind of solidified that this has not like this wasn't something that they would be a surprise to them when the time came Mm -hmm. it was almost like they had like always wasn't there like a a code that they use they use like a code word oh i can't remember but like you're saying they always knew that this was an outcome in their line of existence basically as a part of what they were created for as sad as that is to say tech and omega had that really sweet moment in the cave where he was talking about how he doesn't feel or express things the same way as others and it makes me think about how his decision to sacrifice himself mm. was like the ultimate act of love that he could express to them. Yeah. yeah. That's really like grim. But to to make that decision to save them was literally like he couldn't have told them he loved them more than doing that. You know? Yeah. It's called it's called Plan Ninety Nine. I had to look it up to remember. Mm. Oh my God. It's basically just, it's like what 99 did where he sacrificed himself. It just basically means that sacrifice is coming. So saying that, like saying like plan 99 with like full intent of sacrificing yourself, there was obviously some weight behind making that and having plans to use that if the time ever came. So I think it's dead. 100%. 100%. But I could be wrong. I think, I think, I, I don't think that they should resurrect him or I don't think they should bring him back because of that. As much as he's loved and I love him and I know that you love him too, probably, like it would cheapen that moment. So another thing uh, in this trailer that I wanted to talk about was the fact that Palpatine is heavily featured and he's been alluded to semi featured in the last season. And that facility that Omega and Crosshair are at 
they're working on cloning, assumedly, but there's also a lot of clone commandos there. Just a side note, I'm really excited about them because I, I love the clone commandos. They're really cool. I like their helmets. Anyway, I think we're going to get some answers about Palpatine's resurrection in Rise of Skywalker. We're going to get, I think, more of an explanation and more of an answer for how all that happened. Also, complete, not side note, but same thing happened in the trailer. Or it wasn't said in the trailer, but we could get Mark Omega. The plan. We could get the explanation oh, for yeah. it. And there's more Palpatine. I mean, Jin says plan Mark Omega. And Omega is like the like was captured. Then we get more Palpatine. And then we got Krennic at the end and Tarkin. So I have I have a really big smile on my face. <laughs> it yeah, I think you're right. I think we're gonna see more of a play into like Rogue One, like secret stuff. Also, we got Senator Palmo last season, who was mm. in Rogue One. So and Saw Gerrera, yeah. So not that that like could have anything to do with getting maybe Galen or so, but it oh could also God. have so much to do. <laughs> it is getting... it is a a big science like lab place. So yeah, what the heck, man? Sorry, this is a. I... This was a Rogue One podcast anyways, so. I think that let's just like, we don't have to place any bets or anything, but I feel like we're going to get an Edu name drop. Okay. We should place a bet. <laughs> which we, which we bet. <laughs> we should just bet like $5 or something. Okay. Okay. five okay, dollars. But like, what if we both agree? Okay. Well, then I'll be the devil's <laughs> advocate. I I'll, I'll, I say no Edu mention. And you say okay, okay, so but I, what's your? But what are you gonna bet on? Like, what's what's something you think will be in there? Galen. Okay, so then if you're right, I owe you five dollars. Yeah, and then if I'm right, you have five. Okay, okay, okay we'll do we, that. Okay, let's remember that. We should. I'll write that down. I'll put it in my calendar for when you come in the end of February, February 29th. Yes. Wait. Well, it'll. Uh, well, we yes. have the whole season, so we might. You might owe me five bucks all the way in May. I'll just pay Palatee or something. <laughs> okay, I'll do May 1st. Oh, Lynn's $5, question mark. <laughs> okay, so if you get, if we get an Edu mention, that's $5 for you. And then it's $5 mm -hmm. for me if we get animated Galen. But what if we both get it right? Do we just not owe each other $5? <laughs> just singles out? Is that how pets work? I don't know. Me neither. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, we might not get them both in the same episode, so. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, we'll see. Well, do you have any predictions? I guess we can wrap up, wrap up the episode with our predictions. I think we might see Crosshair and Omega trying to get out of the facility together before they get rescued or I'm assuming there's going to be an, a rescue attempt on them. I feel like we might see Crosshair and Omega try to get out before that happens. Okay. That's my little I think I I think it yeah. What about you? Is it bad if I said that I don't really have any? I feel like I love having predictions, but I'm also like I don't know. I feel like my only yeah. predi I only prediction it is 
is Galen. Um, also, Quin it'd be cool if we saw Quinlan. Uh, I don't know if this is like pre or post Dark Disciple, but it would be it would be pretty cool cool if she was still chilling with Quinlan. Chilling, just chilling, just chilling. <laughs> That's it. That's um, it. Capital J, capital C. Yeah, that'd be cool. Also, like any mention of the past would be nice. Kind of ties it into Kenobi a little. Fennec, I, I, I guess like whatever Fennec has to talk about would be really cool. We don't know like a lot about her in this time period. So this is pre-robot guts. <laughs> so also Cad Bane, like did Cad and Fennec work together? Me. I have no predictions. Also <laughs> me spewing them out of my mouth. Were um, they lovers? Were they lovers? <laughs> I I don't want to say that I was thinking it, but I was like, <laughs> did they? Kombucha, kombucha girl. <laughs> well, we should title this episode Cad Bane and Fennec Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, major clickbait. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. You said the path. And so that made me think Jedi. And I feel like we could also get a Rex mention of Ahsoka, but not like blatantly, but like, well, isn't he, is it, haven't they like alluded that he's already working for her? Ex exactly. We or get like a, with fulcrum, her. a fulcrum mention. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. If I ever hear that name and like Andor, I'll die. But this would be cool. I feel like the Bad Batch has such a similar tone to Andor, and that's why I like it so, like, I love that it's animated. I love that it's these, like, ragtag group of clones. I love that it's heavy. Like, I feel like this is a heavy show, like, what they're going through. I don't know, maybe it's because they're former soldiers, or, like, they are soldiers. And I, I, I don't know, like, I, I just I'm love their, what were we going to say? No, I was gonna say it is definitely very heavy. Like there like if you just like translated all this to a live action show, that's pretty hardcore. Hopefully there are some lighthearted moments though. Like I think there will be. I think Crosshair needs a hug. Yeah. That's my prediction. That's my my one and only a lie prediction. <laughs> I hope hopefully he gets that hug from think... all of his brothers. I, I hope so, too. It ends with a hug. <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't end on the hug. I hope it, like... Okay. I hope there is a hug, but... A scene ending <laughs> with a hug. Yeah. And then a and then an epilogue with all their happy ever, ever afters. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're on Pabu. Hopefully they go back to Pabu. And that Pabu is not Scarif. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I really hope that it's not Scarif. Well, if it was, at least it would be quick. Oh my god. I'm really sorry. I can't believe I laughed at that. Um I well, hopefully Pabu's not scared. Hopefully. hopefully I don't Pabu think it is. is it's truly own... deep down in my heart, I don't think it is. Me neither. I like the idea of them all growing old, eating sushi and like watching their kids grow up and play around. Their kid play around and Omega gets like an actual normal life with her brothers, so that's my prediction. Joy. <laughs> I I love it. I'm right I'm right there with you. I hope that too. Well, I mean, this is gonna be this is a short episode because we literally were just gonna talk about the trailer, but I I had the episode with Jacob, but you weren't there. So I know. Everyone's like, what the heck? Where's 
wins, but what have you been up to? I have been a junior high girls basketball coach for since December. So it is uh, eaten away at any free time I had in my life. It's been fun, but I'll be done with that soon. Have a lot more time to think about things other than basketballs, you know? So, but yeah. And I also, I am not caught up with the higher public. So that's another reason why I wasn't there. That's okay. And I plan to catch up with it. And dive into it once I finally get through the last book in phase two. <laughs> I'm stuck. I've been stuck. So once I like wind down with basketball, I'm going to finish that up and I'll crack open. What's the first book? Light of the and Jedi. Light of the Jedi. I should know this by now, but I'll crack that open eventually. And uh, I'll join the, I'll be initiated finally. <laughs> Good luck with those first 100 pages. I, I, I say that affectionately. I talked about it with Jacob, but those first hundred pages are definitely like, a, are you ready for this era? <laughs> are you ready? And I survived it. And a lot of other people did too, but I'm not by saying survive. It's definitely a tone setter. Okay. I'll call I'm it excited. That. It's a I'm really, excited. really good tone setter. I also love the young adult books. Like I, I wasn't a huge fan of Out of the Shadows. Like I liked it. It was a good rebook <laughs> to uh, The Fallen Star, but I won't say anything more. I went okay. in blind, so I'm kind of like, I, I feel like you should I'm, go in blind, too. So. I'm going in blind, too. Like, I know characters' names. I know some of the things that happened, but not really. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm going in relatively fresh. I know just enough to intrigue me and want me to read it. Plus, having read phase two, which happens before phase one, it makes me want to know, like, where did this thing that started in phase two yeah. go into phase one? Like, how did that continue on? So, and I'm excited for you if you, when you start phase two, because I'm hoping that you do, yeah. that you can see, like, the origins of some of the things in phase one. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm excited to read more about the Rose. R-O apostrophe S. Um, and I'm excited for you to read about the Rose. The singular row. We've talked about this, but we'll have to like try to start around the same time. I know I'm not going to be zooming through it, but we'll have to start around the same time so we can be like, be like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And yeah, mm -hmm. it'll be cool. Yeah, I've been listening to the audiobook for the fallen star I, I just i had some audible credits and i was like okay well might as well use them up but there's like a i, I won't say it but there's like a chapter jump there's like two chapters next to each other and it was like so heavy like i was walking home and i was like really emotional and then it was like well bam like a complete <laughs> change and then i was like giggling and laughing because Mark Thompson is crazy, but I love these books. I didn't think that I would. I thought that they were really intimidating and scary. And I was like, there are so many of them. But both Emily and Jacob are like, you have gone through these really fast. And I've been reading the comics too, which are also really good because it's like insights to other parts of the galaxy. So if you're gonna like do a read, like a full read, comics are really great. If I hadn't read the comics, I would have been confused about a couple of things, but 
I also just like that they like allude to both the books and the books allude to the comics. So it's just all like a really great universe. I want to You'll go have to there. <laughs> you'll have to send me. I don't know if you have been going off of this, but you'll have to send me if there's like a reading order. Mm -hmm. I have. Okay. I have. I have Midnight Horizon. It's my last one, and I'm so excited to cross it out. But well, I have to cross out the Fallen Star too. But you know what I mean. I'll send it to you. It's yes. Utini. It's that website. I'm familiar, but I've heard uh, this name before. They've like updated. I don't know if they've updated, but I've I saw Phase Three on there, so it seems pretty okay. Yeah, it seems pretty um pretty up to date on the cool, books. cool. I'm excited. That Me will too. be my like. That will be my like. Okay, done with all this like basketball craziness. Finish up Phase Two. Head into Phase One, especially because like. I want to know about this stuff before the Acolyte. Yeah, especially since since Bernestra will be in the Acolyte. The realization, I really can't get into it. I don't want to. I'm really upset about the events in the Fallen Star that are coming, and it's been really plaguing me, but I am really excited for it. <laughs> that sounds so morbid, but I'm really excited for the Acolyte, especially because of Vernestra. I love her. And I don't know how much she'll like show up in the Acolyte, but I was a wreck when I realized that uh she was Dylan's Padawan. So yeah. She's probably gonna say something about him. Yeah, and that really freaking hurts. <laughs> that hurts so badly. I, I, I don't want to get into it because I will go off on a really big tangent about it, but it makes me really sad. Well, so. this makes me, I mean, I'm sad for you and I'm, I'm sad for me probably having to go, having to read this too, but as if we don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited for when like we can talk about this fully yeah. in depth. And I feel I like it'll be a great uh, reference when we watch the Acolyte, like talking about the High Republic, you know, in tangent yeah. with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm excited for this new era. But anything else before we sign off? We have plans. Just so everyone knows, there's plans. Things have been scheduled. Oh, yeah. We have fun things coming up, I think. So look forward to the future. As always, yeah, we're glad to be back. It's a new year. I hope everyone is well. I do too. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of Stardust Records. But until then, where can we find you on social media? At A Cosmic Love on Twitter and at Rebel Risen on Instagram. I'm not really on Instagram very much, but I want to get back into it. But yeah, you can mostly find me at A Cosmic Love on Twitter. And where can we find you? You can find me at Enderisms on like every social media. <laughs> and then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Stardust Records without the O. And that's all for this week. Happy bad.